Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Again, welcome to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. What a blessing it is to be able to be here with you again today. And I am so excited to share with you what God is doing here in Uganda, as well as encouraging you uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, what a great promise that is. I have claimed that promise all of my life and uh, thanking God that uh, no matter what I do for him, now they that are in the flesh cannot please God and it's impossible to please him. It's possible to make him happy uh, by being in the flesh. But anything we do in the power of the Holy Spirit, anything we do as we are led of God, uh, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so I hope and pray that this podcast finds you well and uh, serving our Lord Jesus Christ to the best of your ability and uh, always looking for ways to abound in the work of the Lord. Well, we just came back from a week of teaching up in Kalido and uh, we had 19 men that I was teaching and uh, my wife had uh, six of the uh, pastor's wives uh, that were there in her teaching and uh, then my sister, uh, if I remember right, I think she had like 26 uh, teachers that were in teacher training up there for the children's ministries. And uh, so we had a full week. The property there was just packed out with people and uh, we had a great, great time. I tell you, of all the times that I've been up there and, I, and I'm not going to reiterate everything about the ministry up there in Calido, but from the time we started up there three, four years ago uh, to the time we're getting down to uh, really finding out uh, which of these men are serious about serving the Lord, which of these men are serious about being pastors and uh, not just in it for the name, not just in it for the recognition, but really serious about learning the Word of God so that they can help their people. And uh, it has just been a joy. This past week, uh, the men have done better uh, than I have ever seen them do. There's just a good spirit. There's a good attitude. And uh, the test scores uh, were better than they've ever been. And uh, I tell you, I am just so thankful uh, to have the opportunity to, to invest my life in these men, helping these men to be the pastors that they need to be for the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ. We also praise the Lord. My wife had the opportunity, uh, two of the men, I'm sorry, two of the ladies uh, that were coming that are wives of other men that are trained to be pastors uh, came to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And so my wife had the opportunity uh, with uh, Monica uh, to be able to uh, lead those ladies to Christ. That was such a blessing. And I think, uh, again, if I remember right, my my memory is not serving me well right now, but I believe there were three teachers uh, in my sister's ministry that as well trusted Jesus Christ as their 
their Savior. And it's such a blessing to be able to sit down with people, and there, there's really a desire, there's a burden, there's a zeal that says, you know, that they want to do right, that they want to live for God, they want to accomplish the things for the Lord Jesus Christ. They've just never been taught. They just don't know uh, what the Word of God says, and many of them do not even know what salvation is all about. And uh, what a joy it is to see them accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And uh, so we had a great week. Another thing that we did up there is, as you know, uh, we have a tremendous problem with water up there. You know, when you have all these people, you have to have water for cooking. You've got to have water for uh, bathing. You've got to have water for washing clothes and uh, all that's involved with water with that many people. And uh, the we're, we're actually hooked up to the town water supply. Uh, but it's only on, if it's on, it's only on for about one hour every morning, and it's just barely enough uh, to fill our tanks. Very seldom do our tanks ever get filled, and so so we had to do something about the water. And so what we did was we took the, uh, the educational building that we have up there. It's about uh, 65 feet long uh, by 35 feet wide, and so what we did, we put gutters all the way around that building, and uh, then we put Put pipes uh, from the gutters into a 10,000 liter uh, tank and uh, put that tank uh, to where there's a tap on it, a faucet uh, for getting water. And, uh, and so every time it rains up there, then we have the opportunity to fill that tank. And honestly, after two rains, we had two rains up there and uh, it filled that tank completely full. And so we were able to work on that project. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the next time we go up there. It'll probably be the first time uh, that we have not run out of water. And so that is going to be a great blessing as well, getting that taken care of. And then we had uh, a friend of ours uh, from Louisiana put me in touch with another gentleman who is, uh, he is an engineer that loves to go uh, to different African countries and help put in wells. And uh, so they were very interested in what we were doing there. And uh, they said, uh, Brother Keith, we have the money. And uh, so if you can get the uh, the survey done on that particular piece of land, uh, we'll be willing to help you put in a well. And uh, so that is another great answer to prayer and a blessing there. And so we've got We've got electricity there. We've got uh, the uh, batteries to back up our power when power goes. And uh, we've got water up there. And so God is just really putting things together. And uh, we sure thank the Lord for that. Uh, Just the basic things of life that make the ministry a little bit easier, having electricity, having uh, water is such a blessing. So pray for us as we endeavor to get that company to come up and drill that well for us. And uh, they will actually uh, put uh, pipes down into the ground and uh, so that we can pump water up from the water table. It should be a fairly low water table. They shouldn't have to go too far, uh, but uh, we'll find that out after they do the survey. So pray about that if you would. And uh, so again, God's doing some amazing things up there, and uh, we're so excited about being able to serve the Lord in Calido and uh, looking forward to to this next year as we continue to train these men. Right now we're going uh, through the Old Testament kind of in a chronological, 
chronological fashion, uh, not necessarily verse by verse, but chronologically through the Old Testament, and uh, so that they have a firm foundation uh, in the Word of God as they begin studying and looking at the New Testament as well. So uh, things going well. Thank you so much for your prayers, your support. I also do want to send a shout out to my oldest son, Shane and his wife, Rachel. Uh, they just told us that they are about ready to have their second child. And they found out just a couple of weeks ago that the child is going to be a boy. And uh, so that is a blessing. And uh, so grandchild number two is uh, coming along. And uh, so I'm praying uh, that in his timing that uh, our other children out there will find the mates that God has for them. And uh, as well, be able to have other grandchildren that will continue uh, the tradition, will continue the purpose of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. So you pray for Rachel, if you would, as uh, she carries their second baby, that uh, everything will be normal and uh, she'll be healthy. The baby will be healthy as well, and uh, that they will raise their children to love and to serve God. Well, let's take our Bibles and turn back to the book of 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. And uh, in our last podcast, we uh, looked at the last part of chapter number one. We're looking at a church. Uh, that was always abounding, always going forward, and a church that had a great testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ, a great testimony of preaching the gospel. And I'm not going to go back through chapter 1 again, but we saw the, the focus of this church was the gospel of Jesus Christ and making sure the gospel was known. Uh, he says in verse number 5, Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And so they were not just there speaking words. They were not just there uh, just passing out a track here and there. But the Bible says they came in power, they came in the Holy Ghost, and they came in much assurance. There was no doubt about their message. And then the Bible says as a result of the gospel, uh, we saw the transformed lives. And uh, they were examples to all that believed in Macedonia and Achaia, and uh, from, from this church, the Word of God, their faith was known in every place throughout those uh, regions of Macedonia, the regions of Achaia, and, uh, and then... Uh, we finished up talking about looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the hope that we have in him. And then we come into chapter 2, and uh, chapter 2 is what I want to look at uh, today. And once again, the continuation is the focus on the gospel. And uh, he says in verse number 1, he says, For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you, that it was not in vain. And that's kind of the focus that I want want us to look at. That's how he starts out this next few verses. He says, I want you to understand that our entrance into unto you, it was not in vain. All right. In other words, if it wasn't in vain, then the obvious conclusion is to understand that it could have been in vain. It could have been in vain. And, uh, and we never, we never want to 
uh, hold the gospel in trust. We never want to hold the gospel that has been given to us and, and let it be in vain. So notice he says there, he says, our entrance in unto you. And this kind of goes back and ties into verse number nine of chapter number one, uh, where he says in verse number nine, he says, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And so Paul is using this term entrance in unto you. He's mentioned that twice now. And, uh, and it just simply goes back to the time that Paul went into Thessalonica. They, they had to leave Philippi uh, because of the persecution that was there. They had to leave the, the situation that was not conducive for them. But in leaving, they had left believers there. They had left the church there in Philippi. And uh, now they're coming to Thessalonica. And in Thessalonica, they entered into the city. And in entering into the city, as we already saw, uh, they came in with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so in verse number one here, he says, for our, yourselves, brethren, know our entrance into you that it was not in vain. So here's the focus of the podcast today. The focus that I want to understand today is if if we are always abounding, if we're moving ahead in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're moving ahead in making sure that whatever ministry that we're involved in, making sure that however we are serving the Lord, uh, we are serving him in a way that is beneficial, that is producing fruit. Now, the Bible says our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so uh, God says, hey, I, I am keeping track of the work that you're doing. I am noticing what you're doing. And in my sight, your labor is not in vain. But at the same time, we want to make sure that why we were here on this earth, we want to make sure that the work that we are doing for God as well is not in vain. We want to be able to see fruit. We want to see, we, we want to be able to see a product of, of investment so that we can look back and say, say, our entrance in unto you was not in vain. It would be like saying if I was uh, talking to the church here in Masaka and, and I was saying, hey, you brethren, you know that our entrance was not in vain. Look at the fruit. Look at uh, look at what has happened. Look at the churches that have been started. Look at the ministries that have been established uh, in this area of Uganda. And so our entrance was not in vain. Now, so if it was not in vain, my question is, is what is it that could cause you to enter into a ministry, into a church, into a city, into whatever? How can we enter into it in vain? What, what are some guidelines? What are some things that we have to be very careful of so that we can make sure that the work that we are doing for God, the preaching of the gospel that we're doing for God is not in vain. And I believe that he, in the next few verses, from verse number two uh, down to verse number eight, he uh, tells us, he gives us several different areas that uh, could happen that could allow us to 
uh, we might be in the ministry, we might be in the city, we might be in the church, uh, but the fact of the matter is we look back on it and we say, ah, it was in vain. And uh, so let's look at this in, in this podcast today, and I hope it'll be an encouragement to you and, and a warning to you. I know as I went through these things in my own life, there's some things in my life uh, that I have to be careful of that I need to watch to make sure that the gospel that I am preaching is not in vain. God said his word will not return void. And uh, we've got to make sure that we're out there preaching. And again, I'm not concerned about numbers necessarily. I'm not concerned about who has the greatest amount of people saved or who has the greatest amount of people baptized. That's not the point. You know, you, you understand that fishing holes around the world are going to be different. Uh, there are some countries you're going to go to where you're going to have a large amount of fruit. There's some people you're going to, uh, some countries you're going to go to where the fruit's not going to be as easy to get. And so we, we understand that. And we understand we're not after fruit. We're, I'm sorry, we're not after re, uh, results. We're not after numbers. God is the one that brings the increase. He is the one that brings the result. But there should be a desire in our life, in our ministry, in our preaching, in everything that we do, there should be a desire in our life to make sure that the work that we're doing for God is not in vain. So let's look at these. First Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, look in verse number one. He says, For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance into you that it was not in vain. I underlined that in my Bible. It was not in vain. We, we didn't waste our time. Now, verse number two. For even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of Christ with much contention. And uh, I believe the first thing that will keep you from being fruitful, I believe the first thing that will keep the gospel that you and I have in vain uh, is an inability or a fear of contending. Now look at that. He says, he says, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of Christ with much contention. The word contention there literally means to battle, to fight. In other words, it wasn't easy, all right? The people were not just falling down in front of the apostles and saying, you know, what do we have to do to get saved? Um, you, he says, he used the example of Philippi. He says, you remember we were shamefully entreated. We were beaten. We were put in prison. Uh, we were mocked. We were made fun of. And, uh, and a lot of times when that happens in our lives, uh, when we go to the next place, uh, we tend to become timid. We tend to become shy because uh, we're battle weary from the last place we were in. We were, we're, we're, not, we're not as excited because we didn't, we, we, we faced the persecution. We faced the onslaught of Satan the last place we were. And so instead of being bold, we tend to get more and more timid. And Paul says, hey, you guys know you our entrance in unto you. When we came unto you, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel with much contention. And I'm afraid today that a lot of times we, uh, and I keep, and I include myself in that, we tend to cause the gospel to be in vain because we are afraid of contention. 
We're afraid of people making fun of us. We're afraid of people uh, looking down on us and, you know, calling us Bible believers or Bible thumpers or, you know, those religious fanatics or whatever. And, 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 and here's the thing, and Paul is using the example of Philippi. I, I don't think there's any of us, to my knowledge, that are listening to this podcast that are in fear of being put in prison for preaching the gospel or in fear of being beaten uh, for preaching the gospel. At the very most, we might have people laugh at us. At the very most, we might have people uh, shut the door in our face. But we have to understand this world is not going to just bow down and just accept the gospel and say, that's what we've been looking for. That's what we've been waiting for. No, it's going to come through contention. It's going to come through battle. It's not going to be easy. It's going to have to take hard work. It's going to have to take debate. It's going to have to take knowing the word of God to be able to convince the gainsayers, as the Bible tells us. And so the first thing that I believe that Paul is mentioning, he says, we came with much contention, but we were bold in our God to preach the gospel. Now, where does that boldness come from? If you study the book of Acts and look at the book of Acts, it is very interesting that in the book of Acts, every time you find people filled with the Spirit of God, they spake the Word of God with boldness. They spake the Word of God with boldness. Boldness and the filling of the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. If you do not have boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, if there's a timidity about you, if there's a if there's a de- desire that says, you know, I just fear to go out there, uh, then, then we have a problem with being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Bible says, ye shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, and Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. He says, when you receive my spirit, you will have the boldness to to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he says, after we left Philippi, we did not come timidly. We did not come in a carefree attitude. We came boldly preaching the gospel. And though we face contention, you know that when we came in and we established this church at Thessalonica, it was not easy, but we continued. We did the work of God. And uh, the Bible says that that church was established there with much contention. All right. So look at verse number three. The Bible says, For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. Now that's very interesting because the second thing that can cause the gospel that we have to be in vain is to have a lifestyle or a wrong kind of testimony. How many times, it may be in more specifically, maybe in our neighborhood or or with the people we work with, we are afraid to preach the gospel. We're afraid to give the gospel to others because those people really know how we act all the time. And, and, it, and if we start preaching the gospel, it will become very aware, very quickly, very fast, uh, how hypocritical we are. But Paul says, hey, you know our entrance into you. First of all, it was with boldness. Though we face contention, though we face hardship, it was with boldness. And he says, secondly, you know that when we came in, we did not come in uh, to be deceitful. We did not come in in uncleanness. We came in purity. We came in holiness. Uh, we were not coming in guile. We, we did not come in a, in a way that was, was trying to beguile or, or deceive people. 
people into doing something they didn't want to do. We came in with a testimony that reflected the gospel that we were preaching. And once again, I find that many people, they they know that they have a responsibility to preach the gospel. They know that they have a responsibility to tell their workmates and their family and, and their friends and their neighbors. They know that, and yet the gospel they have is being held in vain because those people know the type of lifestyle that you have. And Paul said, we came in holiness. We were not unclean. We were not deceitful. We did not come with guile. We came in holiness. Why? Because this will keep you uh, from having fruit in the gospel. This will keep you from having a a fruitful uh, life as far as preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he says, number one, he says, we came boldly uh, with much contention. He said, number two, we came with holy lives. We did not, when we preached, we did not, we were not deceitful. We were not unclean. We were not with guile. Uh, We came with holiness and purity. Let's look at the third thing. In verse number four, he says, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, and that's very important to remember, God has entrusted us with the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. But the gospel that has been put in trust to us, if it is not used properly or if it's not given properly, then it can be in vain. It can be in vain. It can, it, it can be empty. It can be useless. Nothing is accomplished because of it. Now, notice what he says. He says, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God with trieth our hearts. You know, uh, the third reason that I see that people fail in preaching the gospel is because a lot of people are simply in it to please men. If the pastor's there and he's going to watch or he's going to see if I'm there, then I'll be there. But you know what, what? The reality is this. Most people, if the church did not have the pastor overseeing the soul winning ministry, if the church did not have an organized time each week where the church meets together to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, would we really be doing it? Would we faithfully go out and tell people about Jesus Christ? And I believe it comes down to this fact that we know we're supposed to do it, but we only will do it when it's an opportunity to please men. Why, why do you preach the gospel? Is it, is it because you want to make people happy with you? Is it so that uh, the pastor or so-and-so can say, oh, it was good to see them. It's soul winning. It was good to see them uh, out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says, when we came, you know our entrance. Our entrance was not in vain. And one of the reasons our entrance was not in vain is because we were not there to please men. We were not there to seek our own glory. We were not there to make people happy. We were there because God was the one who entrusted us with the gospel. And we were there not to please men, but God, because God is the one that sees our hearts. God is the one that tries our hearts. God is the one that sees our motives and our what we're really there for. And so he said, you know, our entrance was not in vain. And and I thank God for this church at Thessalonica. It was a great church. It was a church that, that, that their testimony was known throughout the known world at that time, but it all started with an entrance. It all started with Paul coming into this place, 
preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, came with boldness in spite of contention, number one. He came in purity and holiness, not with uncleanness, number two. And then number three, he came there not to please men, not to have men pat him on the back. He came there to please God. Why do you do what you do? All right. Why why do you show up for soul winning? Why do you show up for church? Is it just to please men or is it pleasing God? Because God is the one who tries your heart. Notice verse number five. We'll see the fourth thing. He says, For neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness. Now here's a fourth area, and 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 this is an area that uh, that we see coming in, and it may not apply to you. It may apply to you, but it's 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 like people have this idea: I'll be involved in soul winning, I'll be involved in preaching the gospel, but what is in it for me? What's in it for me? Or he says we didn't come using flattering words. We didn't come there, you know, saying things that were not true just to get you to come, or or trying to, you know, use certain terminology that would make people look good and 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 make people look better than they are. He says we didn't use flattering words, and we did not come uh, with a cloak of covetousness. Where Paul said we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for what we can get out of it ourselves. We're not in it for uh, for what we can uh, obtain, and and you see that a lot in our world today. We see that so much here in Uganda, where where people are interested in preaching the gospel as long as you pay them, as long as you give them food, as long as you give them a bottle of water, as long as you give them transport to do it. But if you don't do any of that kind of stuff, then don't ask me to preach the gospel. Don't ask me to go soul winning. And Paul says, "Hey, my entrance was not." In vain. My entrance to you was not in an empty way because we came with the right reason. We came preaching the gospel, not to get what we could out of it, but we came because of you. And that's what we go to verse number six. And we see the fifth and final thing here. He says, Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we uh, might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. The fifth thing and the fifth reason why I believe that Paul's entrance into Thessalonica was not in vain was because they came there not for people to do for them, but for them to do for others. He says, we came as the apostles of Christ. And if we wanted to, if we if we so desired, we could have come in such a way that says, hey, we're an apostle. You need to take care of us. You need to put us in this kind of hotel. And you need to give us this kind of love offering. And you need to do this. And you need to do that. Don't you know who we are? And Paul says, when we came, we were not burdensome to you. We, we were not seeking uh, the glory. We were not letting people know this is our pedigree. This is what Bible college we went to. This is what mission board I'm a part of. And, 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 and this is what my home church is. He says, we're, we're not seeking glory. We're not there to lift up ourselves. But the Bible says we were, that we were gentle among you as a nurse cherishes her children. When a nurse is taking care of the child, it, everything 
everything is about the child, the, the welfare of the child, the benefit of the child, what the child needs and what is what is going to help that child grow. And, and he goes into further detail, he says, being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing not to just give you the gospel of God, but also ourselves, also ourselves. I've heard this so many times that if you want to take care of selfishness, if you want to take care of pride, get out there and go soul winning. Get in the lives of people that need Jesus Christ and you find out just how much God has blessed you and, and how much you have and how, how good God has been to you as a result of you being saved. And so he said, listen, uh, he says, we were not in vain. Our entrance into you was not in vain because we were willing to serve you. We were willing to be there not to be served, but to serve. And uh, one of my favorite portions of Scripture, I'll just turn back there very quickly in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and chapter number 12. He's talking to the Corinthian church, and he says there in verse number 14, he says, uh, Behold, the third time I'm ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome. There it is again. He says, I will not be burdensome to you, but I seek, for I seek not yours but you. Now, now this was a habit. Paul mentioned this thing in Philippians. He mentioned this thing in Corinthians. Now he's mentioning this thing in Thessalonica. It was the habit. It was the the attitude. It was the view of Paul that when he went into an area, he was not there to seek his own welfare. He was not there to seek his own benefit. He was there for them. So he says, behold, the third time I'm ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. But you, for the children ought not to lay it for the parents, but the parents for the children. Again, the, the same idea that he's talking about as a nurse cherisheth her children. Verse 15, and I will very gladly spend. It's going to cost you something. He says, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. That's sacrifice. Paul says, I am willing to spend whatever money is necessary. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever is necessary uh, for you. He says, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I will be loved. Verse number 16, but be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent? I desired Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of of you walk we not in the same spirit walk we not in the same steps again think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you we speak before God in Christ but we do all things dearly beloved for your edifying Paul says our entrance to you Thessalonians our entrance into you was not in vain because we were willing to serve you can I ask you a question as we as, as we finish up this podcast today why why could it be, and I'm just, I'm just asking this, why could it be that possibly you are not seeing fruit in your ministry? Why could it be that you, you look at your ministry, you, you know you're saved, you know you're a child of God, and, and, and you have the gospel. The gospel is the power of God into salvation. The gospel has everything it needs to, to reach people, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But why is it then it in our lives we are not fruitful. Why is it in our lives that we look back and we think, man, everything I do seems to be in vain? 
Could it be uh, that you're afraid of contention? Could it be that you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit of God that will give you the boldness to preach the gospel in the face of contention? Could it be that your testimony is not what it ought to be? Could it be that your testimony and the way people see you and the way people hear you talk and the way people hear you act and, and the things people see you watch and the things people see you involved in, could it be that, that that they know the way you really are and so it would be useless to preach the gospel to them because they know they know how you are. They, they, know, they don't see a change in your life. Could it be that you're in it to please men? And so when men aren't there to pat you on the back, when men aren't there to, to say, good job, uh, when, the, when the pastor's not around, when the, when the soul-winning leader is not around, well, we just find other things to do because we're in it to please men. Could it be that uh, you're looking to see what you can get out of? What's in it for me? How is this going to benefit me? How is this going to uh, give me more money? How is this going to make me look better? Maybe you're in it for the wrong reason. Or could it be, lastly, number five, that you just simply have an unwillingness to serve others? Paul says, I am willing to become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. By all means save some. By, by whatever it takes, I want to do everything I can to reach somebody with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Paul says there in verse number nine of chapter one, he says, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. He says, you remember how we entered our entrance in unto you change your life. Our entrance in unto you turned you from serving idols to serving the living God. That is the power of the gospel. But he says, I want you to understand, chapter 2, our entrance could have been in vain if we were afraid of the contention. It could have been in vain if we didn't have the right testimony. It could have been in vain if we were there just to please men. It could have been in vain if we were there just to give what we could get out of it. It could have been in vain if we were unwilling to serve you. But, Thessalonians, it was not in vain. Our entrance was not in vain because we were there for the right reason. We had our lives right. We had the power of the Holy Spirit. We were there for the right motives. We were there to please God, not men. We were not there for the money. We were there for you. And as a result of that, a church was established, not just any church, but this church was established in such a way that the Bible says in every place their faith to Godward was spread abroad. Everyone knew the testimony of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ from this church at Thessalonica. What a great church. What an amazing church. A church that truly, truly was always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I believe that God blessed them so much for it. Amen. Well, that is the subject for today. Uh, our entrance was not in vain. It was not in vain. And uh, what a great thought. What a great concept there. And, uh, and, and I hope that I'll be able to look back in, in any of the churches that I've started, in any of the ministries that I've started. I hope that I can say that our in, my entrance was not in vain. I hope that I can say that there was fruit to the ministry. There was fruit to the church uh, that was established there. Well, once again, thank you so, so, so much for praying for our ministry. Thank you so much for being involved in our ministry. Those of you that support our ministry by monthly financial support, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for that. 
those of you that uh, support this podcast, thank you so much for making those donations. And uh, if you want to make a donation to the podcast, you just simply go to the podcast, uh, wherever you download the podcast, wherever you listen it from, and uh, there's a button there for making a donation to the podcast. It goes right to it. That goes a long way into helping cover the cost of uh, this podcast being out there. Thank you so much for those of you that pray, that pray for us each and every day. You know, it's amazing to me, and I'll just share this short testimony with you before I let you go, but it's amazing to me. We had a church the other day uh, sent us $1,000 uh, to cover our medical expenses, and uh, Sally has had a lot of medical expenses uh, in the last, uh, the last couple of years, and uh, so they sent $1,000 to cover our medical expenses, and and, uh, and so I just had my wife, I said, right, let's look at all the bills that we have left. And uh, so there were three bills we had left, three bills to three different, you know, doctors, hospitals, whatever. And uh, there were three left. And so we took those three bills, we added them up, and they came out to $979. And, uh, you know... I don't I don't know how God laid on their heart to send that money, but it's just it never ceases to amaze me how much God meets our needs and takes care of us. And uh, and so I was able to tell my wife, hey, let's take care of it. All the bills are behind us as far as your medical bills. And uh, what a blessing that was. God is so good. And I give him all the glory and all the honor and praise for everything that he does in allowing us to be here. Well, once again, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 50, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I hope and pray today that you're looking for opportunities to make sure that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God bless you so much. Every Friday, every Friday we upload a new podcast. And so I hope that you've already subscribed to our podcast. And if you have not done so already, just go to your favorite podcast platform and just click subscribe. And every Friday we upload a new podcast for your encouragement to help you to always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.